Audi. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Big Travel Podcast Christmas Special. Doesn't feel like a whole year since the last Christmas special, but of course it is. And I hope you've had a healthy and happy year and have had some good travels as well. In terms of travel, for me, I've been lucky enough to go to both New York and Addis Ababa, which was a a wonderful experience, somewhere I'd never been before. And also to Tuscany for work as well, multiple trips to Spain, including a weekend in Madrid where I hadn't been for a long time. And I really found, I I really enjoyed Madrid actually. And uh, obviously a little few trips travels around uh, the UK where I live and this coming year I'm hopefully off to Jordan um, to see Petra. I've always wanted to go see Petra and I got some bargain flights, really, really cheap flights for off-peak times in February and I want to explore my second country of Spain more. I used to travel around Spain a lot before I had the kids and now the kids are getting a little bit older. I feel it's time we can sort of start taking them on more road trips and things. They hated the car and that wasn't a great thing but they're getting a bit more used to it. So it's been a great year for the podcast. We've hit number one a few times in the Apple Podcasts UK travel charts and charted high in many of the 160 countries plus that we have listeners around the world. So I'm really grateful to everyone who's listening in from the UK and in all those countries. I still can't believe we attract so many of you from such diverse places. Thank you very much for listening. We've had reviews in the national press on high profile blogs and also been mentioned quite a lot on national TV and radio when I've made travel expert appearances. So that's all brilliant as well. And I've started making more podcasts for other people, including the brilliant India Hicks and her fascinating family. India is the daughter of designer David Hicks and the granddaughter of Lord Mountbatten. And we have a great time recording the podcast where we sit with India's 90-year-old mum, Lady Pamela Hicks, and talk about her memories of historic times, really, that she she lived through. And I've also taken on an editor, Alex George. Thank you very much, Alex, for your hard work since about Easter time, I think. And hence the rather more impressive Improved introduction than last year, which I do believe was just me shaking a few bells that I'd nicked from the smallest boy's nursery. We've been lucky enough to have some incredible guests on the podcast. I'm so grateful to them for coming on, many of whom I remembered to actually ask them about their Christmas travel stories and Christmas travel plans. I didn't remember to ask everyone. Don't ask me why, but I asked quite a lot of them. And despite being very keen travellers, everyone I have on has a great travel story and a good travel background. But the one thing that many of them have in common is no matter where they are in the world, they all love a traditional British Christmas. I'm Giles Corrin and I'm the restaurant critic of The Times and I present amazing hotels on BBC Two. And in terms of travel experiences at Christmas, I've never had one because when we were little, my sister and I 
Christmas was our life. It, remained, it still is my sister's life. Everything from the dressing of the Christmas tree, the dinner, the ritual of the, of the, of the Christmas stocking and the opening of it and where we were and wh what we do with our presents and then wh what we have for lunch and when we have for lunch and what we watch on the TV is all so fixed that when my parents try to say, maybe we should go skiing because that's what I hear people do. We, no, 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 that's why I've never skied. We, no, we're not going away. We're not, what about going somewhere hot for Christmas? No, 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 we've got to be in England. So any time any opportunity to travel ever came up at Christmas, no, bearing in mind this is a Jewish family, so it's a slightly odd that we cared about it so much. No, have to be at home, no question. Even to this day, we have a place in Gloucestershire which we spend a lot of the time, and my wife has occasionally said, it'd be lovely to spend Christmas in, in, in Gloucestershire. No, what are you mad? We can go on Boxing Day, but Christmas Day we have to be here. At seven o'clock we open the stockings, at eight o'clock we watch The Wizard of Oz, at 10 o'clock we have a glass of champagne and some smokes. at 12 o'clock we lay the table for lunch, at one o'clock we have lunch. It's absolutely set in stone. So I never have nor ever will go anywhere at Christmas. I'm India Hicks and I grew up in England, but I live in the Bahamas. Everybody always asks us about our Christmas because I think an English Christmas, a British Christmas, has so many obvious moments to it. Actually, we find ourselves in the Bahamas carrying on an awful lot of the traditions that we would have in England. So we have hot mince pies. We do have a homemade Christmas cake. We certainly have a big Christmas lunch. There are Christmas crackers on the table that I carry out from Waitrose. And we do have a Christmas pudding that we do set alight and we do put a tuppence inside of it and someone inevitably breaks a tooth. But all of this is happening under palm trees in great heat. So it's a very funny Christmas. And I always think, how will my children look back? Because there's a time of year where you begin to hear those Christmas songs and you think of Father Christmas and you think of snow and reindeer. But my children will only think of pink sand beaches and turquoise waters. So it will be interesting to know what they'll think later. I think I've probably had more tropical Christmases than I have had cold Christmases by now. But it's a very British Christmas in the Bahamas. My name's Amanda Statham. I'm travel editor at Cosmopolitan and Women's Health magazines. And one of the best Christmases I've ever had was actually in a cottage in Yorkshire, which we hired. And it had a games room for the kids in a big barn. So they were occupied. It had huge open fires, which my dad loved kind of constantly caring for. <laughs> and then the owners had put large Christmas trees in the lounge and the kitchen. And it was just perfect. It, it was all we needed was snow and it would have been perfect. That was Giles Corran, India Hicks and Amanda Statham. Now, Christmas doesn't always go swimmingly. And one of my favourite guests of the year, in fact, I say that about everyone, they're all my favourite guests, I couldn't choose between them. But Rick Samada had this life-changingly crap Christmas day in Thailand. It was his 30th birthday and he ended up spending the day in a Bangkok sex hotel with his mother. I'm Rick Samada, I'm an actor, writer, broadcaster, journalist, and I spent my 30th birthday in a Bangkok sex hotel on Christmas morning, because that's my birthday. It's midnight between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so a lot of messianic pretensions to live up to. And we'd gone on this trip, my mother and I, to uh, make me feel better, because I was coming out of a very large depression, or well, still in it at that point, and we woke up on Christmas morning in a Buddhist land and due to our accommodation not working out we'd end up in this sex hotel in Bangkok for a week which is not how I'd pictured becoming 30 and <laughs> felt quite depressed about the whole thing but because there was nothing to do I ended up having a really good talk with my mum which I hadn't done for years I realised and 
I asked her about her childhood and she asked me about mine, which sounds like a funny thing, but I'd kept so many things secret from her and we just really opened up with each other and it changed our relationship and it really helped my mental health improve from that point onwards. So it turned out to be an incredible birthday and an amazing trip from very <laughs> crap beginnings. My name's Dom Jolly, and I think my greatest Christmas travel experience was Iran, weirdly, which is obviously somewhere that you're not going to have a massive Christmas experience anyway. But actually, they were very kind to me, and I was, I was writing for my book, The Dark Tourist, and I was skiing in Iran. And actually, I kind of associate skiing anyway with Christmas, but it was a bit weird in Iran because obviously there was not much Christmas stuff about. And I was staying in a little hotel, and there was no one else there, and I was pretty much the only tourist skiing. And the people there felt so sorry for me that they asked me what we traditionally ate on uh, Christmas Day. And I said we had turkey, and I didn't really think I was going to get turkey. And I'm not sure if it was a translation error or they just were doing their best. But next morning on Christmas Day, I came down, and there was just a really beautifully open can of old tuna fish sitting there. It was actually, I hate Christmas, so I really enjoyed that Christmas. And I just sat there and had a bit of tuna and watched uh, Iranian children's TV, which wasn't great, and then went skiing. So it was a top, top Christmas, but it definitely wasn't tuna. You know what? It was the be- probably the best Christmas I ever had. I was on my own, no pressure. I really like tuna, don't really like turkey. And uh, Iran's cool, so it was fine. Hello, I'm Rob DeBank, festival promoter, DJ, record label boss and a spinner of many dishes, plates, whatever you call it. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've, I mean, we're quite a traditional family and the kids always go a bit mad if we say that we're going away for Christmas. So they do love a traditional UK English kind of Christmas in the freezing cold, miserable weather, burnt turkey and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, I do like it every so often getting away last kind of memorable one i think was in dubai when we were on our way to um to a a great sabbatical that we had in indonesia and bali so i have to say that dubai is not my favorite place on earth but kids love it and we were sort of staying where there's um in a place where there's water parks and stuff and we checked into the hotel and they'd they'd mucked up the rooms i think we needed two double rooms or because we we had three kids at the time and we we couldn't all fit in one room so we had this kind of argy bargy it was pre-christmas and you know it's like the 23rd of december so we were all kind of knackered and just wanted to get in our rooms and they'd cocked up the rooms. so eventually they said the only thing we have got is the um bridal suite or the honeymoon suite or something (laughs) but you can only have it for the night and we were like that's fine we just want to you know we've got to get the kids in bed so we went up there and four days later we were still up there and they they didn't have any other rooms and so they there was like a huge fake christmas tree up there there were presents under the tree all all designed you know for whoever was paying 10 grand a night or something and we managed to get in there so and we had we did have an amazing christmas in dubai so um hats off to dubai for providing that you know there are definitely more beautiful natural parts of the world but i think you know that that left us with a lot of good memories Thank you, Rick. And Dom Jolly, my first ever guest recorded in a car. We had a lot of fun. And Rob DeBank, of course, of festival fame. Now, Christmas is often about nostalgia and childhood memories. And our next Christmas guests have some really lovely stories about childhood Christmases. My name's Andy, Andy Ford. I'm known as a Viking. Remembering Christmas was when we was younger, my dad used to just fill the house up with decorations. There used to be a little Father Christmas in the window all the time. And he used to just love it. I mean, he, he just, he probably enjoyed it more than we did. 
and the, and the presents we got we was watching a video the other day and we don't I mean didn't realise how lucky we was at the time and he used to have a little bar in there and, he, and there was a couple of bikes behind there and he was trying to get us to go round there and we wouldn't go round wouldn't go round and suddenly he just threw something round he said I think you're your son so tall he's gone behind a bar just so we go round and went round and, and these were remember the chopper bikes but these were called chippers I think there was about three foot of snow outside but we was out on them and just riding up and down so I mean good times good you have times. videos that's quite posh back well, in those it's not days videos it was um, cine film yeah but that's still very yeah, posh oh he loved it dad used to do he used to do his own uh, premise pictures and everything so you've got loads of video footage of when you were a kid? Yeah, my sister got them. And she's, she went and paid about 500 quid and had them put on uh, DVDs and give us all the set. And some of it's great. I mean, when we've gone to like, up in Scotland, because we've got family in Scotland, I mean, my mum and her sister, I mean, they, they were like soulmates, I mean. And she's got four kids, my mum and dad had four kids, all roughly the same ages. And so every year we was up there in the summer and he with his, key, his camera and that. He just loved it. He just loved doing it. The memories now are even better because you can actually watch some of them. My name is Paola. I'm the tiny Italian. I'm an Anglo-Italian food expert, cook and presenter. So coming from a Colombian-Italian background, we sometimes used to do Christmas a little bit different. Actually, we used to mix it up a little bit. So on Christmas Eve, which is when the Colombians would normally celebrate their Christmas, around midnight, my mum would make us a hiaco, a typical Colombian soup, which had like chicken and planting and potatoes and vegetables. We'd do that. And then we would open one present at midnight. And it used to always be a new fresh pair of pyjamas. <laughs> so we'd have a fresh pair of pyjamas go to bed to that night. And then the next day, we would have a normal British Christmas dinner. But there was this one time when me and my mum decided to discuss amongst ourselves that we wanted to do things a little bit different. And we would do what the Italians do, which is they have lamb. So we did lamb, we did aubergine parmigiana, we did roasted potatoes. And I remember it was at the time when my brother was helping my dad at the deli over Christmas. And he came home on Christmas Eve and he was like, oh, right... So I can't, it's a, you know, where's the turkey? Like, are you prepping the turkey? And we're like, we're not having turkey this year. And he's like, what? Because we're having lamb. And I swear to God, I've never seen a guy so broken heart. He was like, this is the worst Christmas of my life. And he still says it now. I was like, how dare you and mum talk about what we're having for Christmas dinner and not ask me, you know how much I love turkey. And we're like, whoa, where did this come from? <laughs> But yeah, so we, so then never again have we ever done that. But what we have done in future is we'll have like a British traditional Christmas but we'll throw in like Italian elements into it now so we'll have the turkey but we also have the lamb the parmigiana obviously you have the panettone and then we also have the Christmas pudding so we kind of like basically we have like two meals in one because we're trying to keep well my mum's trying to keep me happy while then trying to keep my brother happy at the same time so we kind of have like this fusion with Colombian Christmas food on Christmas Eve I remember going to an Italian deli I think it was this if not this Christmas, 2018, no, 2017 Christmas. And all of a sudden, I think, I remember going walking into delis and supermarkets and there were no panettones. There had been an extreme demand that the shops couldn't fit the supply. And I remember being like, it was like a week before Christmas and loads of places had sold out of panettone. So panettone now has become part of the British culture. I wonder how that's happened. It's like, it's the panettone so weird. promotion. Board. There must have been someone on TV. I mean, been. Jamie, I think it may be Jamie or it might have been, ah, oh, Nigella did a bread and butter pudding, but she used panettone. It was someone did something like that, and then I think all of a sudden, you know. But then the supermarkets start. As soon as supermarkets start selling, then it makes 
things more available to you know the masses and then if you want quality that's when you start going to like specialist shops to like buy and other things but magazines started to do like top five panettones and stuff like that veritable panettone pandemic Hello, my name is Ian Lee and I host a radio show on Talk Radio. I'm a big traditionalist when it comes to Christmas. I like Christmas at home. I don't like travelling. I, I think it should be in the home with the family and, and you don't go out for four days. That's it. But I was away very, very close to Christmas once and it was, it was insane. I was filming a programme for Sky about the TV series Lost and they flew me out first class to the islands of Hawaii and I was in Hawaii I think I I was there from like the 18th to maybe the 23rd of December and it was insane it's it's constantly 82 degrees there all year round but you walk into this hotel there was a huge Christmas tree there was full-on Christmas decorations and I would be sat in on the beach drinking a milkshake you know two days before Christmas it was it was wonderful but it didn't feel right. It, 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 I enjoyed it, and it was it was lovely, and it's magical, and I love Hawaii. I've, I've been fortunate enough to go twice for work, and I, I'd, I'd like to go just for a holiday and see it and do it, because I was kind of all over the place there, and it's beautiful. But it didn't feel right. Christmas for me, it's got to be wet, it's got to be grey, it's got to be miserable, and ideally it should be at home. So if you're listening and you're planning on going away for Christmas, it's not what the baby Jesus would want you to do. It's not. My name's John Harrington. I'm a former NASA astronaut. My uh, Christmas story oh, it was probably it was in um, Anak, Alaska in 1986. We were stationed on a little teeny island in the Aleutians. Beautiful. They have a, have a forest that's about the size of a small house. This entire island is this little teeny forest called the Anak National Forest. I remember spending one of my first Christmases away from my family. And when I first joined the Navy on this island, and it was just, it's a stunning place because we would fly, we would leave the island. I remember, uh, I remember being there and, you know, away from home, but back then we were writing letters. We didn't have, we couldn't FaceTime people, you know, we couldn't connect with them right away. So you were, you were distant from your family. Yeah. Was it a good experience? Yeah, it was good because it gave me a chance to see a place I'd never seen before. And then go, I went to Japan. I flew to Misawa, Japan. I've been down to the Philippines. I've been to Osan, Korea. I've been to a lot of places that I never imagined as a kid growing up that I'd ever go to. I'm Hannah Martin and I'm a makeup artist. Now, I've never been abroad abroad for Christmas, but as a child, regularly we went to Wedmore in Somerset to my great aunt Suzanne's house. And Aunt Suzanne and Uncle Peter were very very special people Suzanne's still alive she's still in Somerset Peter sadly no longer but the house was magical with lots of different staircases and kind of sprawling wings and it was just behind a dairy farm and that smell of a you know arriving at the house and smelling the dairy cows it was a bit of a you know pungent smell at times but it was so evocative it was kind of like oh my goodness wow Christmas is here and they always used to decorate the house incredibly you know wreaths and bunting and my favourite thing were lots of really magical figurines is the wrong word but quite big kind of three foot two foot statues of Father Christmas but some of them were kind of motorised and they turned slightly and yeah they were just fascinating she used to put loads of that old like I don't know if you're allowed anymore but that fiberglass kind of Christmas snow decoration everywhere and just being in Wedmore 
around Christmas time was magical. My sister and I were awful. We'd wake up before all of our cousins and go downstairs and do our stockings by the fire. Sometimes the fire was still kind of red embered from the night before because it was probably three o'clock in the morning. We were just a bit overexcited. But yeah, and then my last favourite memory of being there was on Christmas Day at lunchtime. Obviously, I was a child, so I remember thinking that the adults were taking, you know, forever to eat and we just wanted to get to our presents. But my aunt would choose a couple of the cousins to wear these wonderful headdresses that were kind of ivy, fake ivy and candles and the candles lit up. It sounds absolutely bonkers when I say it out loud now, but it was such an honour to get to wear one of these crowns. And whether we brought in the pudding or not or something, I don't know, but... My goodness, Christmases in Redmore were magic. Hang on, you had lit candles on your head. They were fake. Oh. They were, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, chaps. They were, they were battery powered. <laughs> Thank you so much to all our guests for making it a wonderful second year of the Big Travel Podcast. And of course, thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying what we're doing, I would love it if you would leave a review somewhere as this can make all the difference. Actually, come to think about it, I'm not sure what difference it makes. Maybe it's just my ego. But, you know, I think some people do sometimes look at reviews and think, hey, that sounds good. I'll give that a shot. So if you can leave us a review somewhere, that'd be amazing. And it makes all the hard work worthwhile. Thank you again for being such wonderful listeners. And I hope you have a lovely Christmas and a happy new year. That's from all of us here at the Big Travel Podcast. Podcast.